Blog Talk Radio. Good morning. My name is Jeanette Abney, and I want to thank you for joining me here at Precious Predicaments Blog Talk Radio. I want to first thank my Heavenly Father for blessing me this morning, and I also want to thank those that have been listening and joining in on the show. I truly appreciate you guys. I'm trying to log on to Facebook Live right now at the same time as I'm able to tell me you can't rotate my phone, but I also want to thank you guys that have been joining in. I appreciate you guys. I also appreciate the comments and the feedback that I've been getting as it relates to these topics. Now, today's topic is entitled, Sit Still. With all of the chaos and all of the things that we have going on in the world, some will say, you know, well, how am I supposed to sit still amongst what's going on? And, you know, this kind of came into my spirit is because I was talking to someone. I was like, you know what, we're so busy. We got so much stuff going on so we're not even listening. Some of us are even, even questioning God. Well, in regards to what should I do, what I shouldn't do. But as I was coming up with this topic and the information and I was conflicted between the sit still and the be still, which kind of means pretty much the same thing, because as believers, we must believe that we serve a higher power. So I want to talk about this. So let me log on, the first caller, and we're going to get into this subject. Good morning, Mrs. Jeanette. Welcome to Precious Nicholas Blog Talk Radio. How are you doing? I am doing good. How are you? You know what? I'm doing okay. I'm still kind of challenged with my voice, but I'm doing the best I can with that. So, and I know once I get yes. off the air, I got to do some more therapy sessions. So I'm kind of yes, on this. It's interesting, especially talking about this topic. It's sealed. Amongst all that we have going on in the world, that is the hardest yes. thing for us to do is to sit still and be. What is your take on that? Yes. Well, um, by the way, good morning. Um, it's kind of nice to be back again with you. And my take on setting still because it's the best way sometimes to set still when your mind, body, and soul is moving so fast and there's so many things moving and going at the same time. You lose sight of the real direction that you're going. You lose sight of the sense uh, direction that you should be going, but only in sitting still and being patient, because sitting still don't come without being patient. Mm-hmm. You can see the avenues that you are. And I know it's mm-hmm. very difficult because we're all emotional. And, when we, and this is one of the things that no one should ever forget. When you become emotional, you become reactive. And in sitting well, like still that. and being patient and being patient, you will start to see the things that you normally wouldn't see because you were only just being reactive to and you succumb to the emotion and passion of the things that are going on in the world today. And I think that one of the things that I would always say is we're back to where we're at once again, having these beautiful and lovely conversations to be able to promote and help those that are unfortunate and try to enlighten them to the best of our abilities by the God-gifted abilities that God has given each and every one of us to do. And then once again, I want to thank you for what you do and how you do it because there's so many things that's going on in your life, but you still take the time 
to be able to give back, to educate those along the way, and to truly hear from them. Because there's a lot of us that are never being able to be heard from. I think that it's really important. And the only way that you're ever going to find out a lot of things that you need to know about yourself is to sit still and be patient because it will materialize in front of you the direction that you need to go without that emotional response and being reactive, which ultimately leads in a place that none of us want to go because we find ourselves saying sorry, but if we'd have been a little bit more patient and sitting still, we'll start to determine some of the things that we already knew that were going on but we were too emotional to deal with them because we would not, we refused to be patient about it. That's my take on being patient. And you know what, and I like the way you put that in regards to just sitting still and being patient, you know, because I woke up this morning and the first thing I always do is run to the news or go on Facebook and see what people are saying, see what they're thinking. And I said, you know what, this may be for me. I need to sit my little butt down, even though I'm not, running up and down the highway as much, but I'm still doing a lot of talking, so I'm going to get my voice back. But when we talk about biblically, and I'm looking at something, and it indicates when God says, be still, what does that mean? And it says, yes, there's a deeper meaning to be still, but today in church, our pastor taught the Bible scripture, be still and know that I am God. Be still and know that I am God. And that's in Psalms 46.10, meaning be still, stop striving, stop fighting, relax, just relax. It also means to put your hand down. You know, we get so caught up in the chaos and the mess. and You know, and I had just wrote some of the things down that's been happening in the world. I was watching or was on, on um, YouTube yesterday, and I saw where a person – Three kids was at a store in Chicago, and they asked the, one of the, the pe- people in the store, how tall are you? And the guy shot two of them in the back. And I'm like, for real? Is that what the world is coming to? And then they had the incident of the couple that was um, standing outside with guns. I mean, we are just all over the place. Then this morning... I was watching um, the, the debate that they had on television, not debate, but they were talking about whether kids should go back to school. And a lot of the parents, yeah, we want our kids to go back to school. Yes, we want them to get an education. We need to sit still. And I was wondering, those individuals that are trying to get these schools open, are they sending their kids and grandkids to school? Or do they go to a different type of school? Because when we rush, it can mess uh, uh, any comments? Because I'm still looking at these papers that I wrote stuff down on. I can't find it in my mess. Yeah, absolutely. Um, some of the time when people are pushing for things, a lot of people overlook the most obvious things. There's a hidden mm-hmm. agenda behind what they're doing, but the momentum to get you to do what they're saying that you want to do, and you raise a valid point, are you pushing as hard for your kids to go back to school as you is with everyone else's kids with the pandemic sky high running? Mm-hmm. This is why you remember when we were, the topic is set still. So if we wouldn't sit still and paying attention and relaxing, we would not. We would miss this. Why would yep. you want, especially in California, Florida, Arizona, these hot spots? 
why would you want to push for anything when reality is telling you to close? Slow all the way back down, go back where you started from, and that shut everything down. And to put, mm-hmm. and then to put the future, which is the children, out yeah. there on the line, it's absolutely ludicrous. And the whole notion of pushing them back and pushing pushing the, them to go to school, there is nothing positive that's ever going to come from it. Yes, we want our kids to be back in school. Yes, as a parent, we do get tired. We might get a little frustrated. But at the same time, we got to be patient once again and look at the greater good. My baby don't have coronavirus. But if my baby was to go back to school right now, it's a great chance that my baby would get it. So the whole notion of that, that whole topic, it needs to stop. And like you said, there's something seriously going on in the world today with the level of violence that is happening and the way that people are moving from an emotional state of mind. How tall are you? You'll never ask a question again because you're dead. There was more there I mean, was more there was more going on with that man than that. You know what I mean? Correct. And then they had a father and son who beat up and stabbed a twelve year old boy. Together they got arrested. Wait that a was minute. another one. Can, can, and man can lashes. You can, can you say that again? I, I just want to make sure father, I heard you correctly. A father and son who beats up and stabbed a twelve year old boy together get arrested. Why is the father out Jesus. there with his son beating up a twelve year old kid? You know, and then there was another one. stabbing him on top of that. Stabbing him on top of that. Man slashes married couple with machete, says she was angry. Well, he was angry over being on lockdown because of the coronavirus. You've got to stay in the house and you mad you going to slash people with a machete? I mean, she was just. And then, uh, and then they had a five-year-old boy. Shoots his brother to death after he found a gun and thought it was a toy in the woods. Kind of reminded me of when my mama told me, you better keep your butt up the woods. You know, it's just we got so much going on. So if we just sit down, then we can achieve the greatness that God created for us and not be amongst all of this chaos. And there are seasons in life where God tells you to be still so he can move in your life. And, yes, he has given us work to do because there is work that we need to do spiritually, mm-hmm. but by yes. the kingdom, we, we need to basically, like I said, we need to learn how to have a location and sit still. Yes, because without, without the patience and sitting still, you're never going to find out what the real mission is because your yes. emotions and the way society is moving is so volatile to where it's basically impossible for you to figure it out if you're still moving. But there's so many things that are transitioning in the world today. Because of our emotions, we're not able to see it the way that we should with accuracy. But guess what? That's why the topic is sitting still and being patient because then you see all. But if you're out there moving, it's just like you said. Look at all the things that are going on right now, Curtis. Now, if you would have been involved in all the things that you might have going on in your life, guess what? You would have missed all the things that's truly happening, and there's something seriously wrong right now, and we all, as the world together, all the guys, children, we're not worried about what color you are. You're part of the human race. Yes, systemic racism. Yes, the president. Yes, all of this, but the reality of it is, what would make a person kill someone because you can pine to a home? Makes no sense. You're doing that because there's some underlying issues that are going on with you that you never took the time to deal with. But you can always feel free to call into the radio station and talk to us because that's what we're here for. 
and help you better understand yourself, and maybe you can give us a better understanding so that we're able to help people more efficiently. And this is what mm-hmm. I love about what you do and how you do it. You open yourself up to the world, and if anybody had anything they wanted to talk about, all they have to do is just dial in, look you up. You're here for them. You've opened yourself up, and there's not enough of that. You go out with a reckless abandonment, and they tell you not to, but for the greater good of the humanity, the race that we live, you know, the people. Nobody's doing that right now. But I'll tell you this, being patient and sitting back, listening and paying attention is the best medicine for the day, and I am going to do more of that myself because I need it. That is true. That is so true. I want to read what Joanne is saying because she's on Facebook Live and she's listening. And she said that we're living in our last days, and that is so true. And we're seeing that, and we're seeing it manifest itself more than ever. I was watching. I was on Facebook, and uh, one of my my um, ex brother in laws had posted something, and this woman was trying to do something with a snake. And the snake got out and wrapped itself all around her arm and around her body. And another person was trying to help her get away from the snake. And one of the things that my uh, brother-in-law said was, when are you going to realize that that snake is too big to be a pet? You know, we're doing some foolish things. I'm like, a freaking snake? That snake had wrapped itself all around her arm. And one of the things I said was, she had better thank God that somebody was there with her to help her get that snake off her. Because that snake was going to crush her and would have tried to eat her. But it's like we're not thinking. And it reminded me of the frog and the snake when on the, in the Bible. And biblically when they talk about, well, you knew I was a snake when you picked me up. So sometimes we're so much in a rush to do things and be places till we miss in God's word and what the Lord is trying to tell us. And I've done shows in regards to God is trying to tell you something and Sometimes we don't want to hear it, or we're looking at these things, and like you said, this violence amongst us, getting kind of interesting. It's becoming real interesting. Like I said, we talked yesterday about the mask issue in regards to the, the conflicts that individuals are having. We talked about, you know, how people are, don't know who to believe, who to trust, and everything is written in the Bible. Any comment? I don't think so. No, no, no. I'm here. I'm here. <laughs> okay. Um, we need to you know I would not, I would not do that. Hard to uh. touch on this violence and anger because, you know, I am a licensed marital family therapist, so I have my degree in counseling yes. psychology. But even with that, and when I talk yes. to individuals, anger, anger is a valid emotion. But up under that anger is yes. like an iceberg. There's other emotions that's up under the anger, whether it's fear, whether it's frustration, whether you're dealing with abandonment issues, whether you're dealing with loneliness. There's a lot of stuff that, that people are dealing with and going through, and they don't know how to process it because you talked about the emotions. An individual, have, we have what's called these complex emotions. So sitting still can help you realize what it is you're feeling, thinking, and perhaps why you're thinking it. And then what is God trying to tell you in regards to that? Now, I'm looking at some information, and um, and it, it's even going into, because I want to know when we talk about the message and what it is, and like you said, when we're talking about the, the biblical background, it talks about the biblical background of Psalms 46, and it says the first thing that they learned when they were talking about was the Psalms, and they were talking about what does that mean. 
and who are these people and what are the terms? Now, a lot of times, and, and individuals, I had a, a woman, and she was so funny. I hope she called in today, Karen. She was saying uh, she became a Zoom church member because a lot of times we want to get things from Bible study. We want to go to church. We want to. All we got to do sometimes is pick up the book and read it ourselves and lean not on our own understanding. Amen. What is, that is the honest to God truth because, because you know, other people yeah. that tell you're not up in this room. Sometimes we wait on other people to tell us things that we can seek the knowledge for ourselves. Absolutely. I think that with being patient, seeking the knowledge, and taking the time to reflect, because I do believe that with everything going on in the world, that this is a reflection moment for everyone to take a look at what's really been going on. Yes, is it the last days? Absolutely, I do believe that. Do I also believe that there's a lot of man-made issues that are not being addressed because no one wants to stand up, but God has given you the platform to open it up. Licensed therapist opens up her line to be able to give what she's learned and share in her emotions and have people call in like myself to be able to also do the, the same. It's so empowerful for me. It just makes me feel complete when I'm on and I know we live on air and the people are listening because we can actually say what they won't say. Is that yeah, I know you're scared. <laughs> I, I, I know you're worried. I know all of that. Yes, but we also know we have a comforter. Amen. Yeah. And, you know, and like I said, and I, I do offer my time. I do put it out there because I enjoy doing what I do. It was funny. I just interviewed for um, a position with someone, and it was asking a bunch of questions, and basically is working with individuals because I try. I, I'm not trying to be all over the world. I know I'm not God. I know that. My mother used to tell me that. Right. But I do the best I can to help in a lot of different situations, regardless of who it is right. that I'm talking about. Now, I'm looking at something, and it's from IBelieve.com, and it said, what does it mean to be still and know? And when we start talking about that in regards to what is it, does it mean, it takes us right back to Psalms 46.10, and it says, we can't control a situation we're facing. Fear takes over. We need the peace of knowing God works on our behalf at all times. Because what's happening is we're trusting the media, we're trusting what people are saying, and many individuals have stopped trusting God for whatever the reason it may be. And even in Deuteronomy 7, 9, it says, the Lord your God is indeed God. So how do we learn to be still and know this when we're facing our biggest battles? Because I tell people, I don't want the coronavirus or COVID-19, so I say keep my little butt at home. And that was hard for me to do because I'm constantly used to being on the road, being gone from office to office, and now I'm sitting in one of my little rooms in my house. And like I said, I got hot up in here. But the thing is, when we can't control the situation, we have to go back to, again, trusting God. What about that? What, what, what are your take on that with trust? Because some individuals say, well, who's God? Where's God at now? Why God's not doing nothing now? And I always go back when they say, if our people who are called by my name will humble themselves and turn from their wicked ways, yeah. I will, they will hear from heaven and I will yeah. heal them. They don't want to heal. They don't want to heal. 
And you, okay. you know what? The one thing is is that in our conversation and the things that we're talking about and what we're embarking upon, everybody's uh-huh. interpretation of God is always gonna is always gonna be different. And it's never gonna be the way that it should be because one of the things which we had discussed a few shows back speak just talking and being honest to one another is probably the biggest remedy ever because whether we agree or not for us mm-hmm. to be able to sit down and to, and to talk like we're doing right now is mm-hmm. really great. And it's a gift from God. But the one thing is, is that when people, when we sit down and we talk about God, hey, you're going to have to surrender yourself. You're going to have to trust and believe and have faith and know that everything is going to be all right. We didn't get right. here today, and we're not going. it ain't going to disappear tomorrow. But one mm-hmm. day at a time and taking those appropriate steps to get back, you will. And along the way, it's going to be difficult. It's going to be hard. It doesn't mean that God is forsaking you. And this is why I'm leading to this right here. How ironic and how convenient it is for an individual to sit down and go, well, God has forsaken me. Don't forget that God gave you one of the greatest gifts in the world, and that's the right So if you chose to do that and you know that it was wrong in your heart and you didn't get the outcome, why would you allow someone to say, where is your God at now? You say, my God is still with me, but that never had anything to do with God. I made that choice and that decision. There was repercussions and consequences for my actions that I have to be held accountable for. And I can't sit here and be a man and say that, oh, it's, it's all right. The only way it's going to be all right is for you to accept that and know your role and your responsibility in it. And even talking to you as a therapist, I have issues, you do. But if the therapist can tell you everything that she thinks, but until you acknowledge those issues and trust and stand up and believe in God, because we're not on this air to force God on you, we can only Correct. tell you the word that we know and what we believe to be true. And for anybody who's listening to think, oh, well, they talk. Listen, we're not forcing him on you. It's things that he's done in our life that we can't be quiet. And we're always going to say, I thank God that I'm alive and I'm where I'm at right now today on this radio station talking to you because if it wasn't for my father, I wouldn't be here. And that's how I feel. But I also will say that I just don't like the blame game that everybody plays with God when it's convenient for them. Also, it's convenient for you to say what God did, but what did you choose to do? That was your choice. So it sounds like you have some accountability issues that you need to deal with. And once again, it goes right back to the topic, being patient and being able to understand you, what they say, God may not come when you want him to, but he's always on time. And we are notorious for blaming somebody, whether we're blaming God, mm-hmm. whether we're blaming Obama. And I say we blame Oprah, then you blame Jeanette. So, <laughs> but it's <laughs> a lot of right. don't want to take accountability for things. What role did you play in this? You know, so sometimes yeah. we become too impatient. And even if, we, even if we talk about the coronavirus, they wanted things open so bad, and man gave them just what they asked for. And then people start getting sick, they start dying, the numbers start increasing, all because you want to go to a bar, because you want to drink, because you don't want to cook at home. But have you also noticed that the price of food have went up too? So, I mean, things are just so out of control. But we got to know that even though it looks out of control, we got to know that God is in control. And we know that he hears our prayers. He also knows he knows the answers. Even when it is not our way or we don't get what we want, is it God's will? We don't know God's will sometimes. You know, the other day you were talking you were talking about your purpose. A lot of times if we sit still, we can even find our purpose. 
what is God trying to tell you? And sometimes what we do is we run straight to Christ, we run straight to the altar, but we still run it. We still run it. And the answers could be already within us. What is your take on that when we start talking about running and, and being impatient and I want to go here and I want to go there? Well, you, no. well, you know what? Um, you guys, I apologize for the background noise, but my take on it is is that it, everything correlates with one another and it runs together. And how it runs together is, is that when you sit back and you look at the things that are actually going on in your life, you have to be the one to make the biggest difference because on the outside, us looking in, we can shape it up for you, but you have to Correct. shape it up for yourself. The things that you don't want to admit the truth to, you're going to have to admit the truth so that you can be free because other than that, you'll never find the freedom that you would want to have in your life. And no matter how many conversations that you have, it's never going to change the dynamics and the impact that it's going to have on your life. Sorry about the, uh, someone's rolling I, by. I hear, I hear with, all of that. Uh, okay. Yeah, you know and, and you know what? Everybody, everybody, yeah, everybody on the radio, I do apologize about that. But one of the things I wasn't going to do, regardless of what I'm doing, I wanted to be able to make my impact and touch. And I appreciate and, um, that. And have my impact. I'm running around, you guys, just so you know, but I'm still here. And my heart is in the right place. And my sister is sitting here, and she's given all her time and energy and effort to trying to make the world a better place. Yes, ma'am. So that we can all do that. And what I want to say is without accountability, with all the issues and everything that are going on in your life right now, we're never, ever are going to get away from go. You're going to stay at start. You'll never know what the rest of the journey is because it was already done before you started. But you right. have to take ownership in that. And when we say that, we don't mean to make you angry or get complacent, but sometimes the truth is just never going to be what you want to hear. But nevertheless, it's still the truth, and it's powerful. But when you take ownership of the truth, then you start to live. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and that is so true. And I'm sitting up here thinking as a therapist and my style of therapy, when I'm talking to people, I tell people my therapy style is different. And people say, but you're real. You're honest with us. And I said, I'm not going to go through all this psychobabble. I'm not going to go through all of that. I'm, go- I'm here to connect with you the- as much as I can. If I don't understand, teach me. And we can go from there. But a lot of times, we people are not going to always tell us what we want to hear. We get angry. Now, if you want to call in on the show, if you want to share in regards to why you're finding it difficult to sit still or be still, or why you finding it difficult to trust God in these troubling times. And we know we're losing people. We know that our kids are getting bored being at home. We get all of that. But I want to hear your take on it. Give me a call at 516-387-1914. And I want to speak a little bit about Exodus 14, 14, and remind us that God's desire is to receive our burdens and fight our battles for us. The Lord will fight for you. You only need to be still. We so busy. We going out there like Mike Tyson. We ready to bite somebody's ear off. We ready to just kick butt. All this aggression and all this stuff is coming in. But we have stopped believing that God is going to fight our battles for us. I don't know how it happened. I don't know when it happened for some individuals. But some individuals have just gave up. And they running around like a chicken with their head cut off. 
arguing over some things that don't even make sense. Like I said, why should a person pull out a machete on somebody because they're tired of being in the house? I'm like, wow. Now, I want you know what? To give the... That right there is... Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I thought no, you were... what Go you ahead. Say? I, I wish. I was just saying that goes right back to what you said and being patient and being still. You realize that there's something going on with you that you can't deal with people right now. You shouldn't put yourself around those people. You should really address the issues that you have that's going on with you. And still, if you're mm-hmm. listening to the radio live, you have, there's no charge. She just gave mm-hmm. me the number. Use it. Call in. Don't be ashamed. We can talk Correct. about all kinds of things, but at the end of the day, we used to be shamed, and I can speak for both of us. There were things that we were embarrassed about, but guess what? By the grace of God and all will, he helped us overcome all the things that people would normally say that, you know, you're not going to ever be able to do that, but we never listened to them. We trust and we believe in God, and look at us today. We're beacons of hope right now, and I want to make that and emphasize that as much as I can. You know what? You just that gave me another sense. topic. I like that victim of hope. Mm-hmm. Wow. And you know mm-hmm. what? Because that's what it do. It gives people hope. When individuals see that you yes, you get through, a lot of people don't think it's possible. They really don't. When individuals <laughs> tell me about getting a podcast, I didn't even know I had a podcast. I thought the woman just wanted me to talk on Voice America. So I'm just doing all of this stuff. Right. I didn't hope. And it was prophesied to me. It was told to me. Years ago, you know, and like, and then even our conversation, who knows how God is going to um, manifest that, manifest this. Now, I want to say something in regards to what you were saying. I want to give the listeners some information on how to sit still and wait on the Lord. One of them is is silent. Hear and listen. But by that same token, God, what makes you say, well, you trying to figure things out? God has already worked some, and we don't even realize it. It talks about God tells us that we should be slow to speak and quick to hear. And there's going to be consequences of being slow to hear and quick to speak because we've seen that in a lot of relationships. And part of this is our relationship with God, a stronger relationship with God. God wants us to pour our hearts out to Him. We're so busy trying to pour it out to our boss. We really don't want to hear it because boss just wants to work. Right. And to our partners. And sometimes our partners don't even understand us. Or we don't understand them. But you got to pour it out to God. Because you pour it out to God, God is the one that can help to restore you, to deliver you, to heal you, and to help you with that. And when we start talking about these different things, so it's like, okay, well, how am I supposed to do this? What am I supposed to do? You have to invite him in. He's not going to force himself on you. We're not trying to enforce nothing on nobody either. But the one thing, and I'm looking at the situation, and it says, come close and know the wisdom. Wait a minute, now your background noise is real real loud. One of them is, there's no right physical way. I'm going to put it on mute a little bit. So I can read this. I just put you on mute so I can read this because that was a lot of noise. But there is no right physical way to do it. And take advantage of alone moments, whether it's early in the morning, 
late at night or when you're stuck in traffic. And like Curtis, Curtis got something going on, but Curtis is still taking the time to be able to do this. And when we say sit still, we got to learn how to pause, to notice the flowers, the trees, and the beautiful sunset. Find that quiet place, whether it's in a chair, whether you're in your kitchen, no matter where you are. Now, I'm going to ask you, Curtis, where do you find your right place, your right, your, your quiet place? Where's your quiet place at? Because my, um, well, my daughter, my, they try to be my computer room, but where's your quiet place? My quiet place is when I'm up at um, 4.35 a.m. in the morning, and I'm out walking my 4.5 miles, and I have the most, there's nobody up, there's no one around me. I'm able to really sit back and analyze all the things that are going on and be patient with myself because we are teaching ourselves from a broken place. See, and I like to use the analogy, walking through the fire. The difference is that you're willing to come in that fire, hold their hand, and walk them out on the other side to make them a better individual. That's what mm. this is about to encourage, enlighten, make you feel good. But find a place where you feel comfortable. All first reaction in life is, it's always to make everything that we love better. And in doing that, you lose yourself. I needed this conversation more than anything today because I need to take a moment to reflect on myself, to find me a quiet place, to find a place to where I can let go and let God because mm-hmm. at the end of the day I've never accomplished anything in my life until I started let go and let God because I'm not in control of anything the choices and decisions I make absolutely but the things that we all have to do right now we're doing it and in that walk and in that moment I reflect on the things that happened yesterday even though I know I can't change them thing is, is with life, you try to get better each and every day. It doesn't matter the age because we're all learning. And as long as we stay together and consistent and learning and walking that journey together and not lying, finding the – I want everybody to pay attention. Do you see the correlation of every topic and how it's consistent with the life that we live and the roles that we play in each one's life? You see, because it's not just one of us. It happens to be all of us. Now, whether you want to admit it or not, that's pretty much up to you. Well, I don't mean that we're going to admit everything because without God, I would be nothing. And I don't know where I would be, but right now, I thank God that I'm right here, right now, and I can touch. We can touch any and everybody who's listening. And feel free to call in, please, and talk to us because that's what we're here for. We're not here to humiliate, put down, discourage, or anything. We're here to uplift and help you get through those dark times and those moments because that's what God has done for us. With all the dark moments and times that we've had in our life, here we are trying to uplift because we didn't have that. But God said, so I need you to get that back. So you wow. get on out here and get your podcast. You open your doors you know, up. You I, open Facebook, the way up. Look at my face, but when you said that song, Let Go, Let God, I had a friend, and he passed away years ago, and we had known each other since we were kids. And even when he was in a wheelchair, he had me go to his church, and he used to sing. And I missed him singing to me on my birthdays, and his name was Anthony Gray. And he took me to his church, and in his wheelchair, he sung that song, Let Go, Let God. And I have it recorded. And it was so touching because 
just the words to that song, Let Go, Let God. And um, you can go on YouTube, you can Google it, because I tell individuals, and we're talking about sitting in that quiet space, is when I get in the moment, I go to my gospel music. That kind of helps me to just let it go. But that song, you you just gave me confirmation with that, and I'm going to have to go back and, and listen to that song again. Another thing is dealing with distraction. It helps to keep paper to pen handy for random thoughts also. Or to-dos and distract, can distract us. We have to capture them, and then we focus on enjoying God's sweet presence. It's nothing about emptying your mind to nothingness. I used to tell people, I don't know how to do nothing. I didn't know how to relax. I didn't know how to just take a day off and just sit at home. Even though I'm sitting at home, it's still crazy because time is going by so fast, but I'm just wasn't used to it. But we also have to learn how to deal with distractions, the distractions from the television. Sometimes we got to turn the TV off. Don't listen to the news. Stay off social media for a minute. Sometimes turn our phone off so that we're not getting um, phone calls from people. I was telling my son the other day when he called me, I don't want to hear no bad news. I sound like the lady from the Wizard of Oz. No bad news. But the thing is, we gotta we got to get back and learn to deal with distraction. Any comments in regards to dealing with distractions? Yes, there is, and there's plenty. The thing is, is that what happens with distraction is the things that you should focus on, the distraction comes in and takes it away. And then moments later, you're figuring out what you should have did you never was able to get done because, once again, Mm -hmm. here come those emotions based off that distraction, because most distractions that come in your path, they also bring a lot of emotion and a thought process. And once you start to think and deal with them, you lose sight of what was the most important thing that you needed to accomplish today. You woke up that morning knowing it, but that distraction came on in and swept you right on off your feet. Now you go in a different direction. It changes the trajectory of your day. And just like you said, when that distraction comes, you have to be able to shut that distraction down right away. And say, listen, that you know what? I'm so very, true. very sorry that things are happening the, the way they are, but right now. It's helplessness. Sometimes we have to admit what we need to do. Take it to the take it to the Lord in prayer. Just say, Lord, help me. Please help me. Because when you can admit your helplessness, a soul that is still before God grows an awareness of its own helplessness. Everything we are and am and do flow out of him. For him, through him, and to him, it is our helplessness that our understanding of God's power grows. A lot of us have forgotten about the power of God. We really have. But this helplessness, our helplessness basically becomes a conduit for God's great power to flow through our lives. I tell everything, and I mean, and they even say, which, only what you do for God will last. And, we, you know, we, we quote scriptures but do you believe the scriptures you're quoting? You know, the other day I pulled out my book, God's Promises. Do you believe that God even promised you those things? So when we start talking about these helplessness, these hopelessness, these worthlessness, these are things that we need to work on, and only God can restore these things for us. Any comments in regards to the helplessness? And you talked about that a little bit. But what else do you want to say? My voice is giving out on me. When you sit down and you feel like you're helpless, are you really helpless? You're really not. 
what it really is is that you need to give it to God and let go and let him embrace you. God mm-hmm. is the ultimate comforter, but you've got to be willing to go lay down in his arms and just let him just hold on to you. He might not be the physical aspect, but spiritually, financially, emotionally, Mm -hmm. whatever it is, painfully, it doesn't matter. But you just got to let go and let God. Because when you start to say it, you see in all the context of your life, in your walk, in your journey, how it takes and just embraces you totally. But what did you Mm -hmm. do? You let go and you let God and you embrace the things that are going on because no matter how many times all of us has tried to fight to change an issue, but it still ended up going the same way it was meant to be because it wasn't your fight from the beginning at all. It was always and, God's fight, but we had to learn our right. lessons. And, th- and even with surrender. Through those lessons. Go ahead. Yes. A lot of times we don't know how to surrender control. When I was watching the news this morning and they were trying to talk to the guy about the coronavirus and was asking a bunch of questions and they were saying how we shouldn't believe what scientists are saying and then not one time did they say something about trusting God. All they kept saying was we need to like tell us the truth. We sometimes don't know who's lying to us and who's not lying, but they wanted that man to say something because they wanted him to surrender his control and say that people can go to school when they want, we can open this up, we can but the thing is, we talk about surrender control. We need to yield our understanding or our circumstances to his understanding. Our view is dark, clouded, and incomplete. We see through tiny viewfinders, and we have no idea of the greater view. But the thing is, we need to pay attention. Just, just sit still. Sit still and let the Lord work through you. And also with the glory. Focus your intention on God through praise and worship. And that is powerful, very, very powerful, because we praise him because he is praiseworthy, not because he makes us feel good. And a lot of times that's where individuals get confused. They'd be like, well, why are you so happy today? Why are you so filled with joy? Hey, because that joy you can't take from me. All this other stuff that's going on around me, you can't steal my joy. What do you want to say in regards to when we start talking about the glory? When we talk about the when we talk about the glory of God, we have to sit back and embrace it and see it because it's here each and every day in all different types of ways. But the difference is is when you talk about the glory of God, you have to honor, you have to appreciate what he's done, how he's doing it, and how he's working it out. And remember one thing, just because you don't like the way that it's going because you thought, remember, the key word was you. You have to surrender. And I used to use it a, bit, a lot. I believe in God, trust him and everything, but I always would turn around and always go, well, I did this. You know, and it was a couple of situations that happened in my life to where I had to sit back and just honor the glory of God and the power and the way that he's moved. And it, and it checked me. It made me change everything in my life and I, everything that I talk about. If it wasn't for my father in heaven right now, I don't know where I would be. I don't know what I would do. But one of the things is that glory embraces you, and it takes total control, and it's a healing process of its own. But you have to behold and humble and honor yourself in the, in the midst of all that glory that God is showing you, that mm-hmm. he's making you witness to. So I ask you a question. When God moves for you, then you actually see the glory and the power how do you receive it? Mm-hmm. How do you receive it and how you deal with it? Because, you know, majority of the people go, well, I really don't know how to actually really deal with it. 
Well, I would have to tell you is, is that once you start to see the glory and the power of God and the way that God moves, that means that God has a special place for you. And that you know exactly what I'm talking about because we wouldn't be here if it wasn't for God right now. Amen? It's true. That is so true. And that goes into what you call the dependence. you got to let go of your mm-hmm. inner, inner dependence in our prayer, hope, meditation. We recognize that our independence mm-hmm. is pride. Pride gets us in trouble. And a lot of times individuals don't realize that. And our inter, independent heart takes us further and further away from God. True strength lies in complete dependence on God because God reveals himself and our dependence on him and the strength we need to live each day pours out from God's heart into ours. A lot of times people say, well, I don't need God or all I need is this or all I need is that. And we got to take get a, that pride is ugly. That pride will jack you up. That pride is what's getting a lot of people in trouble with our ignorance and that anger and the frustration because that's letting us know we're not trusting and dependent on God. And we're not sitting still. And another thing is resting. Quiet your heart. When we talk about sit still, be still, quiet your heart. A heart at rest knows it's secure despite the insecurity that lurks in our lives. You know, every morning I wake up because i got to use a CPAP machine because sleep apnea, I get to press the button. Yesterday I told my grandson, press the button, baby, and see how many hours Granny was asleep. I get eight, nine hours of sleep every night. My mother used to call it her beauty sleep. I just know I be asleep. But we don't know how to rest. We don't. Let's talk about that a little bit because we talk about sitting still, be still. Some individuals are not getting no rest. I'm so happy that you said it because I'm one of those individuals. I I don't know how the rest, the way that I should, and I'm always moving because I don't know how to be patient like you had asked me to be and find that quiet place. And then finding that quiet place and being patient is so important right now because it gives you a stabilizer in your life. It creates stability where everything is so unstable because everything's moving at such a rapid pace, mm-hmm. it seems because you never took the time for you to be patient, to set still, to reflect on God, to look at the things that he's done for you. Mm-hmm. Because when your mind moves, and I'm speaking from me so everybody knows it's not just you, when your mind is moving and your soul is heavy and the things are going on in your life, your eyes become the windows to your soul, and you hear it. But let me put it in context for you. The things that you see doesn't mean that it's so. It becomes an illusion, and you're caught up in all the mass confusion that you've created within yourself. Because if you don't take the patience nor the time to reflect, how are you going to see your way through everything that you're really truly going through not the things that you think you're going through or not the things that you are being a, the biggest contributor over. Like myself, I had to change this because I would be stumbling and fumbling through life, and I had to step back and relax. And guess what? I, it wasn't no rock that was tripping me. It wasn't no stick that I tripped over. It wasn't nothing in the street. It was me literally laying down in front of myself, tripping myself because I would never take the time to do mm-hmm. the things that was healthy for me 
but I will always go out of my way to try to make sure everything's all right for everybody. This is a, like I said, this is a reflection moment, but also everything that we talked about today, it's a, it just coincides with one another, and it's a big warm embrace, but it's the warm embrace to the truth, and it's a better day, and it's coming right now in the midst of the chaos in the pandemonium. Yes, it is our last days, but we still have the same gift that God gave us then. It's still relevant now. You have a right to choose. Get up and stand up and choose to be better. You can do it. We all have to do it. Yes, you can. And right when we said the the resting in God, I learned how to rest, and I just looked up some information, and it talks about what is God's rest. And, you know, when you talk to older individuals or seniors, I remember I was always told, baby, get you some rest. Baby, take your time. Baby, slow down. You know, I don't want to see you on your back. I don't want to see you. And I would hear them, but I didn't hear them because I thought, I got to do this. I got to do that. I got to run here. I got to run there. I'm going here, going there. And now I realize the importance of rest. But when you learn how to sit still, be still, and trust in God, oh, you can get you some Beautiful, great sleep, despite what's going on. Because I don't worry about nothing. I, I don't. And when we talk about what is God's rest, the rest God is talking about is not the rest of your daily work or physical exhaustion when you have worked hard. It is a profound peace that God gives to those who love and obey Him regardless of your. You know, even when I was putting the show together, I was coming up with some topics I was thinking of trouble don't last always, you know, because we're living in troubled times, all this is going on, and people are panicking, and they're going through all these different phases and stages. But, again, when you start talking about that no matter what, you trust God, you believe that God is in control, and you can get you some rest regardless of your circumstances. And a lot of people don't believe that. But you know what? That is so true. Because remember, if God is the comforter, who would you rather have comfort you? I would rather have God comfort me because he can ease the peace, the suffering, the frustration, Uh the mental anguish, all the stress of life. Because with him, I can let go and let God and let him carry those burdens because they wasn't meant for me to carry. That's why he mm-hmm. said in his words, give them to me. Forsake them. Why? Because they, because they will destroy us. Because yes, so many of us are going to put things on our back like a backpack. If you lived 10 years ago and you had a backpack, why would you fill your backpack up with all that pain and that misery and that heartache and carry it around? Can you see how it voids out your future? You say, I trust and believe in God. Then why did you put on your backpack? Only reason is because you had a choice, and God allowed you to do that. He never forsaken you. He's always been there for you. Take the comfort when my brother passed away, the eulogy. Only thing that I could tell you outside of what I spoken in God's word was take, take heed and take comfort in the arms of the comforter, the supreme yeah. comforter, because I can't make this pain go away. Curtis, I can't bring back your brother, Curtis, but God can give you the comfort to relax your soul and help you deal with this tragic moment, but know that he's in a better place now. 
but that was God's will. And as soon as we start to accept that and go to him, like you said, I get the best sleep ever. The reason you get the best sleep ever is because you gave it to God. It was no worries for you because you acknowledged the fact it was out of your hands anyway and it was going to be done. But all of us want to, and I'm guilty of it, want to hold control. But I have to say now that God has went on ahead and gave me that spanking. Spare the rod, spoil the child. God went on ahead and gave me what I needed, and I have to be honest. I'm so much better in being disciplined by my father to where I know not to make that mistake again. And when it's time to lay down and relax and get in the arms of the father and give it to him, I'm the first one in line. I'm running to give it to him because I just Mm -hmm. can't take it because it was never meant for me anyway. And you know what? And a lot of times, and, and, and especially because I want to say I talk to a lot of people, a lot of parents deal with a lot of things, especially with their adult children. I had this conversation with my daughter the other day because she's, you know, raising a child, and her raising an African-American male is a challenge. And she's doing everything that she saw me do, know to do, and what the Holy Spirit is also telling her what to do. And, it, and it's challenging because just the other couple of weeks ago, I got a text from my son talking about I got a shot in the stomach. And I wouldn't go get up, jump on the road, do all of this. That pandemic is spreading in Arizona. I rolled over and went right back to sleep. And I was like, who shot you? Where you at? Where you I asked the question. And so a lot of times we put so much on ourselves we stress ourselves out so we don't know how to give some of these things to God. And I tell people, even with my adult son, once I turn you over to God, I'm not taking it back because God can handle you way better than I can. Now, in Matthew 11, 30, it says, Come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your soul. And it says, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. That right there is a powerful scripture because we choose sometimes to carry some of this stuff that we don't need to carry. That's why we don't have, why we're having a hard time sitting still. And we're so busy wanting to be on the go because we're so busy wanting to fix it. And we don't know how to turn it over to the Lord. Curtis, what got you to the point to where it was like, you know what? They handled all of this. What took you there? We started talking about Matthew eleven twenty eight, and I know, and I heard you talking about having to bury your brother. How old was your brother when he passed? Yes. My brother died at the age of 39 when he passed. Wow. And, um... It was so it was so tragic because the thing is is that listen and I'm so happy you brought it up because I wanted to share it and just look how God is working right now. Um I we I never had a father. So I would always be the protector for my brother and my two sisters. And it was a situation that arrived out in Texas with him and his best friend and they happened to catch it on video and they called me. I never thought in watching T V that I would ever get a call from the homicide detectives. You know, people watching on TV, they're not really thinking of it. But, boy, when that call comes and it's real, I tried to deny everything. And I got up, got on the plane, went there, verified it was actually my brother, and then they told me something 
that just threw me for a loop. They said that, you know, we actually have it on videotape. I advise you not to watch it. I told him, I don't know you from anywhere, sir, and I appreciate what you're saying, but that's my brother. I have to go bury him today. I said, I would like to see what happened. He watched the video with his best friend that ran absolutely 100% slipped out the car on his offhand, shot my brother through his forearm and straight through his heart, and he bled out right then and there. And I had to let go by accident. Yes, by accident. So they had been together for four or five years. They were going to arrest him for capital murder because they thought that he had just literally just like executed my brother or something. But the reality of it was it was just an accident. And when you see the video, I know that my brother's in a better place and he is in the arms of the company, and he's not suffering no more. And I know that I'm asking you, Jeanette, we need to get into a really in-depth conversation about these fathers and everything because the things, the scars that are left inside of me, and I'm 52 now, and the things that I have, I don't have no shame in sharing that pain because in that pain is glory. There's triumph. But we overcame it by doing what? Let go. Let God give it to him. Trust and believe in him. And forsaking everything else, I believed in the game. I believed in the streets. I believed in everything that I wasn't supposed to believe in. Out of Chicago, into San Diego, not really knowing anything, but never, ever having a leader. But I always have one in my father that never forsaken me and never left me alone. So when you sit down and you really think about it, all we have to do is just let go and let God and look how beautiful he is right now today. I believe I'm the best father in the world. And, that, and it's okay what everybody else believes, but I believe that because I've never forsaken my kids, not one time, because I know the pain. I know the pain. I cannot continue that cycle. It's too vicious. And we have mm-hmm. to just let go and let God and give the things that we've been through to him and lay back and enjoy just a little life that we have and help those along the way because our father would want us to help his children when they're suffering. Correct. He wouldn't want us just to leave them laying there, and that's exactly why you're on the phone right now. You know, you and it's... Let me share that moment. I just got really emotional. I'm sorry about that, you guys. Oh, no problem. No problem. I mean, I've, uh, I've dealt with a whole lot of that. I think the first time I've ever had to deal with death like that, I was 10, when my uncle wanted me to come spend the night at his house, and I, I only to have the my uncle's girlfriend's sister come knocking on the door the next morning and said that my uncle was shot through the kitchen window, which never happened, and apparently he was shot and stabbed and he bled to death. And thank God I didn't spend the night because I was one of those kids that when they killed him, they probably would have had to kill me too because I had good fighting skills ever since I was a kid. And... Um, so I dealt with a lot of deaths. I dealt with a lot of murders. I dealt with, you know, I've never lost a sibling, but even losing my mother to cancer, and my father was just murdered two years ago in um, West Point, Georgia, where he was shot and killed. And so I, I get that. And that pain is something that's really it, – it's a pain that I don't have anymore. But I know that a lot of individuals still deal with that pain. I don't minimize it. I understand it. And and when I was younger, most of the men in my family wasn't living past 25. They were being murdered. And um, and being a female made it even more challenging. When we talk about 
sit still, be still. We got to trust in God. Now we got this coronavirus that's kicking people's butt, taking them out faster than drugs, deals, and all this other stuff. So now we're dealing with something we don't even know anything about. But we got to go back to trusting God. Sit still, be still, and know that God is in control and let God fight our battles. I'm looking at the news now. They're talking about the U.S. war on the coronavirus, that 36,000 new corona cases are reported across the United States. God can fix this. We can't. So while people are running around trying to come up with all of this stuff, we have to turn it back over to God. Now, what do you want the listeners to know as we end this show today? Well, what I want them to know is that God is the ultimate supreme comforter, but you have to surrender and let go and let God. And remember, when things get difficult along the way, it's not for you to figure it out. It's for you to give it to God and trust and believe in his ability and his power in the way that he chooses for it to happen. Because remember, regardless of the way that we wanted to, it was already written before we were even born. So the sooner we surrender and give ourselves to God, the better off we all are. I can't force God on anybody. But in listening to our conversation on this phone today, you know that we've been there and we've walked through that fire. Now we're here to help you get through it. Just trust and believe in God. In Jesus' name, we pray this together, that all fathers step in, stand up, and just show up to show out and let his glory just blind us all. But just trust and believe in him and let go. And God bless all you guys for tuning in today. And uh, y'all have a great day. And thank you for joining me, Curtis. I appreciate you. And please make sure that you share this information. Those that are not able to hear it now, click on the link that I have on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And you can show it anytime. I want to call Facebook Live. And thank you for joining us here. And this week, remember, got this. Okay, talk to you later, Curtis. You have a blessed day. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 